Well, well, well. Let us begin. Hello. Episode Hello. 114. I hate it when you give the number <laughs> because nobody cares about the number. Thank you. What a great note to start off this episode with. Yeah, Hello, well, everyone. Just, Chandler's in a good mood. I give you notes in real time. I actually am kind of in a bad mood. I'm not going to say that I started off this morning, you know, with birds in my hair, like, right. you know, Belle or Snow White, but right. I'm going to try to push through my foul mood for the sake of our listeners. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. All right. So obviously Father's Day weekend was this past weekend and I still need to give dad a gift, but until then, till I see him this weekend and, you know, give him a, a real gift, I think we should do a few reflections on John because we obviously talk a lot about our mom, but our dad is, is pretty amazing. Our dad is definitely the unsung hero of our family and someone that's just so incredibly special to us and so important mm-hmm. to us. And I think that our mom has a very big presence and dad is a little more lo- more low key. He's not about being in the spotlight, right. but right. I think he deserves it for a few minutes because he really is such a remarkable person. I mean, and- I frequently, frequently compare like men to my dad. It's really basically what I do when I meet someone and they all fall short. So when I, especially when I was dating, it was very difficult because I would look at these just like millennial, these millennial guy, you know, sorry excuses for men across the table in their ankle pants with no socks on, drinking their matcha lattes. And the men of this generation, they just do not, other than Kagan, of course, they do not compare to our dad because our dad really has just the work ethic and moral compass and real patience of Job to get biblical. Again, yeah. Once again, it's true. Also, our dad like schleps the podcast and like spreads the word. He told me about how he went to a marketing conference a few months ago for his, like his law firm. And while he was there, he recommended our podcast to like a woman that he met <laughs> who like liked pop culture. I don't know like how that stuff came up. But then he showed me the email afterwards where she had he had sent her a link to her. My dad is literally entering the giveaway every freaking week, every every month. Dad enters it. We don't obviously without even meaning to because he's yeah. spreading the word. He he sent her the link via email. She responded, was like, I'll listen, I'm gonna listen on my my drive or whatever. Anyways, he's doing the good work. It's very sweet. He's the opposite of ashamed, like our mom. He no. is very, very sweetly proud of it. And I think that you know, one of one of my key memories of dad, honestly, is just an image I have of him of I have so many memories of my dad doing dishes, like doing the dishes. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is like he would come home after a long day of work and basically roll up his sleeves. And like he was just such a active participant in family life in terms mm-hmm. of like cooking dinners, cleaning yeah. up. He right. was just so hardworking. And like every Sunday we would go to our grandma's house and my dad would literally cook for our entire extended family 75% of the time. He would do all the prep. This is mm-hmm. on his Sunday, like on his one of his right. days off. His Saturdays right. were probably were most of the time spent schlepping people to their various sporting events. And right. I just I look at that and I realize like I had no I had no concept of the fact that my parents had basically no time off. They had zero right. time off. They were zero either working off. on family stuff or they were mm-hmm. working. Period. That was yeah. it. Like yeah. they had yeah. no time to themselves. And I just 
I just really, really appreciate what an incredibly loyal and dedicated person dad has always been to our family. Yeah, absolutely. We love you, dad. Happy Father's Day. Okay, so we have a lot to get into this. We have a lot to get into today, and I'm very excited. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Kardashians? Do you want to start with Gwyneth and Brad Pitt? Do you want to start with... What what do you want? Where do you want to go? I want to let's begin with the Kardashians. Okay, great. I did not realize that this was such a short season. Do you feel gypped? Yes, I absolutely feel gypped. I absolutely feel gypped. And I also felt like the finale was the worst episode of them it all. Was beyond lackluster. It was so boring. It was so boring. I feel like it was totally anticlimactic. Like, they, honestly, they should have put, like, their engagement, I don't know, at the at the end. Like, nothing – I mean, I guess the Tristan stuff came to a head, but even the episode before that was more, like, you know, scintillating. I just felt like when we saw the scene of Chloe in her closet, perfectly glammed, packing up a box, mm-hmm. like, this is where it just starts to become manufactured because we know for a fact that Chloe's not going to be touching any yes. of his clothes. Assistants will pack up his stuff. Chloe is like Chloe packing that one box in her otherwise pristinely oh my clean gosh. closet while in full glam. Yes. It just seems yes. so staged. It was it was extremely contrived. Also, just kind of sad. Like if the producers came to me and were like, hey, we actually want to shoot a scene where you're pick- packing up Tristan's stuff. Like I would have been like, absolutely not. I've done this way too many times. I'm not going to like lean into the tropes. I just want to like move on, you know, or at least let's like, let's show a hot scene of me working out, you know, talking about it. But that's the thing. And I appreciate that Chloe wanted to put her best foot forward here. Who wouldn't? But that's not what, you know, keeps my eyeballs on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Because he, seeing Chloe basically get very PC, just very like, you know, girl empowerment, raw raw whatever Mm -hmm. somewhat unemotional responses to this betrayal for me I just it felt boring to watch yep yep totally boring I also I don't know I don't want to none of this is her fault but I just really will feel disappointed if her and Tristan ever get back together again they never will but I but I think we're all over Tristan like I'm bored even talking about him right now like it's right, boring right. at this point. Yeah. We've seen it enough. Yeah. I, I hope that she finds someone amazing. I am. Gl- I thought it was interesting though when Kim said to her, like, this is just evidence, more evidence that he is not a person you should be having another child with. Did you catch right. that? Right. Yes, I did. Like, that's just like such a sister moment, you know, where you can be extremely honest and just be like, do not try to have another kid with this person. Like, clearly they're wrong for you. Right. Right. Um, well, I also thought it was interesting how they completely, and kind of this is moving on from Tristan, but how they completely just did not talk about the Travis Scott thing at all. And yep, that was fully intentional. Of course. And I think that 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 also led to it feeling kind of contrived. Did you know that the meeting that, that Courtney, Kim, Chris, and Corey had was completely staged? It was months. After Chloe's breakup, and oh really? How did figure that out? Because Courtney was in the same outfit and had the same manicure as when she left Nobu three months after the breakup, and they staged <laughs> it to look like it was like you know within that right, week right that after, yeah, family meeting. Well, it was also like 
a little bit faked and I could tell it was like a little overacted when Kim was like, so Chloe's not coming over. <laughs> also, Courtney just on her phone, like totally disengaged. Literally not even engaged at all. I mean, I think it's kind of intentional that we barely also saw Kylie this season. We had like one oh, or interesting. two scenes with her. What do you think was the purpose of well, that? Do you think she's just I getting think- a lot of work done? Well, I'm sure. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's pregnant. I don't know if she wants to film as much when she's pregnant. B, I'm sure that with Astroworld that maybe just all of the scenes with her oh, were right, going to look dumb. bad, you know, and, and comp- so and, stupid. Yeah. In hindsight, like even in normal scenes with her, people will probably just rip her a new one. Did you see IG Famous by Dana posted about Kylie's, you know, snapback? No. What? Okay. What so IG Famous by Dana is an Instagram account that basically Dana is like this internet sleuth. She is a sleuth Mm -hmm. behind all celebrity plastic surgery. And she just knows everything in plastic surgery. She's she's a great follow. She calls out lots of celebrities for getting work done. Um, I don't know. Maybe the morality of that is like somewhat dubious, but who cares? This is an entertainment podcast. This is not, you know, Aristotelian ethics. I've got a word I want to say on that. I actually follow an account that shows like before and afters for celebrities and calls them out as well also just shows like unretouched photos of like you know celebrities everywhere and I find it to be really really helpful for your mental health yeah it's just that you know I can understand okay like one of the series that they do is about like literally skin texture and like okay this is what like real skin looks like not retouched skin not everyone's skin literally looks like Hailey Bieber that's like you know the softest skin like you know when people just have like pillowy skin that's like what Haley's Haley Bieber's skin looks like it's not bumpy there's no like you know weird like textures and anyways this this account is called I think social media diversity just posts like the real untouched stuff and I find it to be like soothing almost where I'm like okay everyone's a normal everyone has a normal body everyone looks good at certain angles not so great from others like we can all hold hands and kumbaya you know our way with that if you ever want to are feeling like, you know, desperately sad over the fact that you never became famous or a celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, going through so those like, dark nights of the soul. This morning, every day. A typical afternoon for Chandler. Just go on that account because then you'll realize, well, at least, you know, the the what's the what's the biblical reference? Like the blood passed over the the like, uh, the door. The doorway. Mm-hmm. At least the blood sure of an Instagram account posting completely unedited and harsh lighting photos of you in a bikini, paparazzi photos, every dimple, everything showing, at least that the blood of that passed over your household. Wow. (laughs) Wow. What? What? An extremely graphic, unnecessarily graphic metaphor to call upon for this. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, but that is how gruesome and how bad I feel for celebrities because every bikini photo I show, everything I I post is carefully selected from, you know, Uh hundreds of variations that are not as flattering. And the idea that the idea the idea that all those unedited photos of myself taking that terrible lighting would just be out in the world. Mm-hmm. I can understand why celebrities get a ton of work done because it would just be the pressure would be extreme. But I want to go back to Kylie because so IG famous by Dana posted and she said, OK, Kylie gave birth on this date. She said we're going to see yep. videos of her walking on Instagram stories. 
then in six weeks, then six weeks from then, we're going to see a flat tummy pic, like in workout clothes. Okay, and then okay. about a month after that, we'll have a bikini snapback photo. So she's yeah. snapped back within like 10 weeks or whatever it yeah. is. Oh, I thought um, you meant like snapback as in like a hat. I'm like, what's this hat picture? Snapback. <laughs> Got it. No, no. And literally it played out exactly. Exactly. Really? Like to down to the post. And what it would, what, what, what Dana said is, I'm literally this is the you're you're going to right now. I'm scrambling to her Instagram right now. Let's go. Okay. Dana said this is the timeline if you're getting like this tummy tuck, like you know, mommy surgery after after mommy surgery or whatever. When was the bikini photo? Okay, there's a whole reel. So if you go to IG Famous by Dana, she has a reel where she like you know gloats that her all her predictions came true. Okay. 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 Yep. Kylie has been showing off her body postpartum a lot. There is a Instagram account that kind of like delves into like celebs' bodies and if, if they've done stuff. And she had this wild theory that it was so wild that it like kind of held water that she was like, this is what's going to happen. Kylie's going to give birth. You're going to not see her body for a couple months. Then she's going to show you that she's like trying to get back in shape. You're going to see her on a treadmill or like whatever and then she goes and then in may this is what the account said and then in may she's gonna like give us kind of like a bikini pic and then like we're gonna whatever and this was legit what it went down and what i would say to that is like i don't know but that's crazy well, it's all—it's really the stomach thing because a lot of people snap snap back really quickly, of course, but the stomach does not have this like crazy snap back that fast. It just doesn't, and yeah, that's why yeah. Kylie at the premiere of the Kardashians, you know, there was no photos of her from the normal paparazzi. If you remember that deep dive, everyone. The, mm-hmm. If you remember that internet sleuthing that went down, I posted all this on Instagram stories for your refresher. Kylie showed up to the Kardashians premiere. The premiere of the Hulu show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apart from everyone else, right. after everyone else, Later. the only photos that were released were from a private paparazzi agency that would have been hired by the family, like not right. through not through right. the public photographers. It's like basically what that what they why they did that is so that they could edit all the photos before they were released, and there was no issues with you know seeing her real postpartum body. So yeah, I mean. Like this family is a family of smoke and mirrors. That is for right, sure. Right, right, That is crazy. So, what what procedure did she have done? Um, I I don't know. Some, some sort of like tummy tuck, like the 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 procedure that they always give moms, or you know that moms. Okay, have, okay, I get it okay. done. Yeah, that is such a fascinating Instagram account. I'm gonna follow it because I I do just think it's so important to just like shine a light on the fact that like all of this is manicured all of this is like concocted and perfected for the public love them as I do at times yes yes exactly okay let's just I'm let's go let's go back to a couple episodes ago when Courtney sat down with Gwyneth Paltrow okay yes and um, this is gonna you know segue into our next conversation I just feel like Gwyneth Paltrow is a woman who's much more at ease with her entire self than any of the mm-hmm. Kardashians. And I aspire to be like that than the other way. I don't know about that. I think Kendall is extremely confident. I think that not even, Kim is extremely not confident. Even, I'm sure they're confident. I'm not saying they're not confident. I'm just 
like at ease with like some aging at ease with oh right you know, right wearing well, the thing that- just like i mean just like just literally seeing and, and they're obviously different ages i think courtney and gwyneth but like seeing them sitting next to the couch i was like oh wow these are just like two ways to like grow old as a woman or like yeah. not even old but to just like age and like you know <laughs> to grow like, old to sorry enter the that, that was extreme life. courtney kardashian is 40 years old so chill out yeah oh so, so gwyneth is what 50 almost 50 49 yeah 49 so like yeah so yeah different ages but that's all that's my little tidbit I don't know if this you know the last 10 minutes was really triggering for everybody but I hope it wasn't I think that Gwyneth I think more be here's the thing I just think honestly aesthetically leading with hotness leading with sexiness is Mm -hmm. really and not leading with taste is just never the move. I don't care how old you are. I think that you just, everyone looks better if they look like they're leading with good taste. And I think the thing with the Kardashians is they're still just so into leading with sex appeal with, you know, super tight stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all about being nipped and tucked into perfection. And I think that there is just an an ease to leading with taste, leading with silhouettes that are a little bit more relaxed. So I think Mm -hmm. that's really, for me, what it is. I think you articulate it better. I think it's an air of being relaxed and just being more at ease. Like those are the words. Not like, not one's better. One is not better than the other. It's just one seems like more appealing to me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, and not the, yeah. Okay. But let's move on. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. clean simple eats protein powder. Yeah. I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty essentially, if you like the simply vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip. You got a thin mint frosty or you just dissolve it in milk or water. And that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Let's move on. Before we get into Gwyneth's interview with Brad Pitt, can I please talk to you about my obsession with near-death experiences? Because I want to make sure we get to this. And it's going to be brief. I know you're already bored. No, no. I'm actually excited about it. Let's go. Okay. So this will be brief, everyone. But I am now officially obsessed with with near-death experiences. It's utterly fascinating to me. And I know that honestly, like any, whatever follows after someone says, you know me, I'm a skeptic is usually just like, oh, great. Like, yeah, right, it's like right, the right. worst Buckle way to up. begin. Yeah. It's the worst yep. way to begin any sort of persuasive monologue. But everyone, you know me, I'm a skeptic. Okay. And I cannot tell you how profoundly interesting near-death experiences are to hear about. And I, before before I've had certain experiences in my life, which I alluded to in the last podcast episode with plant medicine, I thought it was lights out after, you know, after it's all over. I'll just be upfront about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love also lights out. <laughs> Flip of a switch. Like, and for me, it was episode just like- Episode 114. Lights out, bitch. 
for me, it was like, for me, it was like, listen, nothing was going on before you were born. So that's mm-hmm. what happens once you're dead. And that's, that's just the, where I operated from. Long story short, I've now had certain experiences that indicate to me that there is way more going on than we realize. Okay. I won't get deep okay. into that. So I talked to Ashley about this, our older sister, and she sent mm-hmm. me this near-death ex- She was like, I mean, she Ashley is like PhD level in this stuff. So she yeah. sent me this near-death experience to listen to. And then I kind of got started watching a few more. And there's this doctor named Dr. Eben, Eben, Eber. I think it's Eber Alexander. Okay. And let me tell you his pedigree here so you can know, you know, the Please. level of person we're talking about. So Ibra Alexander III is an American neurosurgeon. He has taught and had appointments at Duke University Medical Center, Brigham Women's Hospital, University of Mass Medical School, University of Virginia School, Boston Children's Hospital. Um, A very, very serious person. Anyway. Proof of heaven. This is proof of heaven guy. Yeah. Okay. So he. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of this book. He had a near-death experience, and before that, he was completely an atheist, and Mm -hmm. he literally – this is what's so fascinating about near-death experiences. Almost all of them are the same. Like, that is what's really spooky about them. Like, people across languages, across cultures, they all say virtually the exact same thing, which is is already pretty spooky. Yeah, Um, yeah, totally. They all describe like going through a tunnel. They all describe like this immense light and warmth and love and unconditional mm-hmm. love. And just like they describe, they describe things like you have to go watch and listen because it just sounds so profound. Okay. I'm just, I'm just okay. really not doing it any of it justice. But a lot of them describe being led through, like led into the next life by a deceased family member. And this guy, his guide, when he had his near death experience, w- near-death experience was this blonde woman who he said was so beautiful super hot yeah some blonde and, trick. <laughs> yeah exactly you lost me and, there when he was like led <laughs> to the afterlife by some like some uh, freaking bimbo well i say okay, this so is someone who's dyeing her hair more blonde in three days so okay okay so he comes back and someone his someone in his family sends him a photo of his aunt who had died before he was ever born. And he said that okay. was exactly <gasps> the woman. No way. Yeah. yeah. So I just Pretty... bought it on Amazon as you were speaking. I was also reading the reviews. It's really, really cool. And it's really cool. I mean, there's this one woman who was burning alive. That's right. the one that my okay. sister sent Super me, cool. Ashley. And okay. she describes... You know, like everyone talks about, like they basically say you go out through the top of your head. You like your consciousness gets sucked out and you hover above your body and you feel this immense relief that you're no longer like in your body. Like, yeah. And anyway, it's just very interesting. Like the, the combination of the similar qualities of all these stories, there's this one where near near death experience where the, you know, the lady gave the same story as everyone else went through the tunnel, Mm -hmm. you know, went into the realm of like beautiful white light. And she said she like was with other people there, essentially like other souls and she said she was like talking to two souls and they were like one of the girls was like yeah I'm about to be born like talking about like coming yeah and like and like one was like 
you know, they all describe a life review where you look at your life and you look at your life, not only through your eyes, but the eyes of everyone around you. So you feel what they were experiencing. And, and a lot of people say like, you know, they're told it's not your time yet. You have to go back and they Mm -hmm. don't want to go back. And it's just really, really cool. And that's all. like, I mean, a lot of these ones we're watching, literally the person is talking in German and it's like being translated. Like these are really experiences across cultures. Yeah. Have you read the book? I think you should watch some YouTube videos because they're all pretty similar. And just, I love going to sleep, listening to a near, listening to a near death experience because it's just so like comforting and wonderful to hear about. And yeah. anyway, I just, it's been kind of life-changing for me to, yeah, to listen to these and to watch them. So that is my plug for near-death experiences on YouTube. Enjoy wow. everyone. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm going to dig in. I, yeah, I'm going to read the book because I, I mean, I am fascinated by this type of stuff. So I'm here for it. I recently read a book called Signs, the Magic of the Universe, or I think that's it. Yeah. It's called Signs. And my friend Kate recommended it to me and I really, really liked it. So I feel like this is along that same line. Cool. I mean, I think there's just a lot happening that we're not aware of. There's so much beyond what we can perceive. True. Also a shout out to plant medicine stuff. There's a new documentary coming out on Netflix called how to change your mind. So I'm very excited to watch that. I think it's July 15th that comes out. So anyone who's interested in, in that stuff, yeah, something to definitely plan on watching. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. That's all. Okay. It's all for the wacky that. spiritual stuff. Very what a woo-woo. beautiful journey you've taken us on, my woo-woo yes. sister. Okay, let's do the. Let's talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow Brad Pitt interview because Chandler, this for me read like an Onion article, and I would like to read it together. It's not that long. Oh yes, let's absolutely. Yes, I would love to read it together because it's almost hard to convey some things in here how absurd this entire yeah especially okay let's just first of all let's just say the title is Gwyneth and Brad Pitt on Bruce Paltrow and the cashmere shirt that inspired a business so Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. had started a flannel shirt brand line the world did not need not only do they not need more flannel shirts, but they definitely don't need flannel shirts priced at a cool $2,250. So, so you, you can buy one of these shorts or you can buy a car. That's really what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's literally a month of rent. Yeah. In New York. Okay. So the Goop article starts for her, for a holistic healer turned Brad Pitt's business partner Sat Hari Khalsa. The journey to entrepreneurship was, in her own words, divinely driven. In October 2018, she says, I had a dream where Brad was telling me that he wanted more softness in his life, more green cashmere. She explains, coincidentally, Pitt had said that exact thing to a stylist just two days prior. What? What? More softness, more green cashmere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially that specific color, like more green cashmere. More green. <laughs> it's... Talk about woo woo, okay? <laughs> Listen, I've got I've got cashmere in every color up to my eyeballs, except for green. I need more green cashmere, Diane. Um, oh my it's just gosh, like, more softness in his life. Like okay. 
we thought that skincare celebrities were straining credulity right, with their tales right. of not being able to find the specific formula that that they were looking for. But now we're treated we're treated to this. So can I listen, can I give you a small challenge? Can you try to get through an episode without straining credulity? Uh, I'm sorry, but it just fits. So it's a crutch. For this. It's a crutch for you. It's a crutch. It's not a crutch. Honest, it's, it's actually a, a beautiful it's a phrase. It's a beautiful phrase, and I don't think people are complaining about my turn <laughs> of phrase. Okay, except for you. Um, okay, moving along. Inspired by this vision, Sadhari set out to make her friend a cashmere button-up based on one she'd been given by a client almost a decade earlier. Okay, so great. We're already copying something. Mm-hmm. I knew that these shirts existed, but they weren't exactly. Of course, they weren't exactly what I wanted, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm find them again she says so i called around to all the fashion houses i'm sorry but fashion houses to make a flannel shirt dior dolce and gabbana make me this green flannel shirt to see if somebody can make a cashmere shirt in time for christmas and basically everyone said no (laughs) in time for christmas (laughs) brad pitt needs his christmas orange and green cashmere shirt i'm so sorry as we're putting together haute couture you know these beautifully hand-done gowns and clothing for our global clientele. We can't go to Joanne's Fabric and stitch together a flannel shirt for Brad Pitt. I don't Uh -uh. think so. This is Uh -uh. all such BS. Okay. It goes on. Then one day, a friend put her in touch with a cashmere manufacturer she met at a meditation course. Course. Of course. This, the same manufacturer, as it turns out, had also made the OG shirt from all those years ago. The shirt was produced, Pitt loved it, and the pair started planning how to build a business out of it. I kept getting all these green lights. It was almost like God was saying, yes, <laughs> this is what you need to do. God does not care. God does not care about your green cashmere shirt. Honestly, it's like Ukraine, climate change, all the stuff North going Korea. on. North Korea. China, the like Uyghurs, the, the global devastation, like all everything that's going on in this world. And really, God's got his mind on more green cashmere for Brad Pitt. We need a <laughs> final line. I need by Christmas. I need someone in the spirit realm to transmit to Sadhari <laughs> that this is what we need. This is what we need more of. This is her mission. A line of flannel shirts. Should she choose to accept it? She needs to. Someone sent her a sign. Honestly, I spent days, oh spent days on that. I kept being um, shown how to do the snaps, how to cut every single gemstone so that it wouldn't break how to cover them with enamel. Each shirt has hand-cut gemstone snaps, seven down the front, representing the chakras, and 11 total, which is the number of mastery in numerology. I mean, we are getting into just like gobbledygook. This is like celebrities (laughs) had some sort of summit. They're like, how can we set our money on fire? Like, how Mm -hmm. can we literally (laughs) just set our money on fire? We need to burn as much cash as possible. Like we have already bought everything. So now we just need to start literally burning our money. How just can to we feel something. Yeah. 
She Ugh. even found labels and hang tags made from recycled me- materials. Oh wow, wow! I'm pretty sure like my friend who has a as a brand has labels and hang tags made from recycled mm-hmm. materials. You can buy recycled materials from Michaels, so that the entire product, not just the ethically shorn cashmere, is more sustainable. The result is a gorgeous heirloom quality garment that fits impeccably. I just want to make sure that it cannot fit just anybody, but any body, says Sat Hari, and will last forever. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know I just went on a little bit of a rant with Gwyneth about how much I love her, but like this is where she always loses me. It's just it's unrelatability to a tone deaf level like that is beyond it's beyond one comprehension. Thing, it's one thing to schlep a, a candle that smells like your vagina and be cheeky, but like a two thousand dollar shirt, cashmere shirt. Two th- also flannel like flannels a work are what shirt. we would call yeah, a work shirt. It is mm-hmm. the blue collar sartorial mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Not to, you know, that's that's just what it is. Like denim is also from the same right. sartorial lexicon. So it's insufferable. I just think I just think that it's absurd. It's just absolutely uh, so okay. absurd. Okay, so let's talk about the inter- the actual interview between Gwyneth and Brad. Yeah. They they interweave talk about Bruce Paltrow in this interview and yeah. No offense to the late Bruce Paltrow, who is now a spirit in the spirit realm, in the white light, who's gone through the tunnel. But I will say that it's a little, that part's a little snoozy. So we're not going inter- yeah. to interweave it's, the Father's Day PR stuff. It's a little ham-fisted. I'm not going to lie. It's like we started this shirt business. And, you know, the whole reason why I, you know, knew anything about cashmere was because of your dad. Yeah, it's just a like, little okay. dumb. Yeah. So this is some funny part. So she asked how he met Sathari. And mm-hmm. he's and he says that he was at his, of course, sculptor Thomas Shajago's studio. And she was coming by to give him weekly health drips. No idea what a health drip one. is. It's, it's just like an like, IV like, thing. It's the NID thing that everyone's doing these days. Everyone Let it, once again, how do I light my money on fire? <laughs> he says, I got in line for one and we just immediately got on and it became a normal thing. Okay, so then she asked him how the business started. And he says that, you know, this health dripper said that uh, she'd had a dream. And mm-hmm. in the dream that Brad had said that he needed more softness in his life. And he said, I literally said to someone just the other day that I wanted more softness. I mean, do you, who speaks in such esoteric mm-hmm. terms? Honestly, I bet Brad Pitt does. Chandler, honestly, this morning, I'm not doing good. I just I just want more softness in my life. You it's know? So true. So There's true, so many sharp piece. edges around me. There seriously are. Okay. So let's see here. So that part's a little woo-woo. Okay. This is another hilarious part. So she's asking about the specific patterns of the shirts. And he's like, oh, we spend all day with colors and threads. And we argue over what kind of red to use. You know, I want a little yeah. more tomato. She wants a little more berry. I usually get my way because she's really kind. But she's pulled out some good ones that I would never come up with. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just I, sorry. Like, really? We're talking I about usually, flannel shirts. I usually get my way because I have all the money. I'm sorry. But this is just like, I wanted more tomato. She wants a little more berry. It, It's just absurd. It's absurd that Brad Pitt is talking about flannel shirts like a sommelier would talk about wine. Mm-hmm. It's just, Literally. it's all BS. Okay, so then another good part. And it says, I think there's an opportunity for you guys to fill this hole because there are beautiful luxury <laughs> cashmere brands, but there's nothing rock and roll about them. 
there's the space for a little bit of a cooler, a little bit more rugged, super luxury cashmere for cool, gorgeous guys. No, 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 no. The market is not missing. You know, there's, this is not white space. No one cares. We don't, I don't need my luxury cashmere brands to be rock and roll too. Also, isn't there best made best made has has been doing Mm -hmm. like luxury rich guy flannels since yeah for a while i don't know if that i don't know they're like luxury luxury maybe she's the luxury gwyneth thinks about and the luxury we think about are different yeah i'm sure it's not tomato 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 or tomato threads a little more berry a little more tomato we argue all day it's just like i don't know i love you guys but i also i hate brad pitt (laughs) go read this article it's hilarious it reads like an onion article and i will be truly floored if any of you drop almost 30 we need to talk about like, there are a few little cute parts we should talk about okay that. what when she says okay so i i don't know if you knew this we should do a deep dive on their relationship but they were together for a long time like they, three years they were engaged they were engaged yeah they were they dated for two years and then were engaged and then so i i just think like okay if i would literally reconnect with my ex that i was with for three years like it's a pretty intense ex. So I think this there's a sweeter moment in the interview that I will just re- quickly recap where she says, I finally found the Brad I was supposed to marry. It just took me 20 years. And he says, it's lovely to have you as a friend now. And she says, it is. And he says, I do love you. And she says, I love you so much. Pretty, pretty cute. Yeah, that is that is very very cute. I would be interested into like how much they actually interact. I don't I guess, you know, I guess probably they, not a ton, they... but they probably just have like great fondness for each other. Yeah, no, that is sweet. That is sweet. I mean, can you imagine just being some of the two best looking people on earth in no, the prime of your lives? Brad like, Pitt referred to her in 1996 when he won the Best Supporting like Actor Golden Globe. He referred to her as his angel and the love of his life. I mean... Like, they had a very sweet love. The halcyon days that Gwyneth Paltrow has been able to enjoy dating Brad Pitt in the prime Mm -hmm. of her life, the prime of his life. This is not, you know, dating an age still hot Brad Pitt. No, it is, it is legends of the fall. Brad Pitt, like in her, oh, and then, I mean, and then she was on to Coldplay Superstar. mm -hmm. Not that I think Chris Martin is honestly like the hottest, but I do think that dating the musician superstar of your time is also would just be so incredibly epic yeah yep i mean <sighs> brad pitt pitt also a life brad pitt defend like f- confronted harvey weinstein on her yeah. behalf like i think they actually had a pretty clean breakup too where it was just like i was just too young to be like getting married like i think she was oh, 22 interesting. yeah oh, i don't think there was really gosh. any like nefarious things which is i don't know it makes me like really like Brad Pitt as a guy because it wasn't like he cheated on her you know I just wonder what do you think that's the conversation was in the spirit realm about Gwyneth Paltrow it was like okay so okay so we have you here you're gonna go down to earth your mission is to lead this refugee group you know Mm -hmm. to a new village hey Mm -hmm. you soul over there you're gonna go down you're gonna screw Brad Pitt in his prime Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're going to you know have two beautiful children with arguably one of like the biggest pop stars of our time you're gonna build this house in montecito that leaves everyone with a pool of of spittle of spittle it's in front gonna of them after a, they a walk, watch the youtube video uh, yeah it's gonna have a spa akin to you know grecian gods in the basement i just um, feel like all the souls would I, it's very i, I would parents like to see are that. going to be famous actors 
I would just like to know how that all went down. You know, have we choose our missions? I'm choosing a different mission next time. Me too. Same girl. Same. After I saw a dead rat on the street today. Same. I'm choosing a, um, um, a, a five-star mission next time. Okay. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Okay, but moving on from Gwyneth, another big thing happened this week or recent, another big thing happened recently, which was Amber Heard's interview with Savannah Guthrie. Chandler, let's just talk on this briefly. Savannah Guthrie does not hold back. No, Savannah Guthrie is quite savage in this interview. And I think that she knew that, I think she, I think she was playing to the public's interest, which is that she knew that people would be furious with her if she didn't go hard enough on Amber. Did you have any key takeaways other than the major um, gaffe. I'm kind of shocked that this interview happened so quickly. I mm. thought like we could have a little bit more dust settling, but maybe not. I also think it's interesting that this interview comes out. We also get photos of her shopping at TJ Maxx. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Go look it up. Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. There's clearly a a little bit of a campaign to show you know her life now and what she's doing to you know fix it I guess like going on this is so wild honestly I know, right? I'm actually shocked shocked I know I know that she's in that's, these photos at TJ Maxx that's why it feels like an act to me a little bit which just, TJ like, Maxx know, was she in was she in the one in like New was there one in New York I think she lives there's in like California. a Marshalls in New York I know Okay, in the Ham- she was at a TJ Maxx in the Hamptons. Okay, okay, that makes a difference. If she was in the TJ Maxx in Yucca Valley, California, mm-hmm. right. that would be depressing. But she's at the TJ Maxx in the Hamptons, so I probably know, I don't know. I don't know. I would have sent someone in to to you know do my bidding and get me my you know Paris Hilton perfume or you know slides that you can buy at TJ Maxx. Like I just I would not be caught dead in there if I was like. It feels a little bit sus to me. Like she, like, do you think she's trying to get public sympathy? Yeah. Well, I don't think that's gonna work. Listen, bitch. Everyone makes a quick jaunt to Marshalls. That actually can be part right. of a very delightful day. Perusing TJ Maxx, perusing mm-hmm. Marshalls. That especially Absolutely. like if you're doing it during daylight hours, you're just flexing that you still have a nine to five. Like, come mm-hmm. on, girl. Okay. Well, let's get into the interview. Yeah. I thought the most interesting part was at the very end. Okay. When Savannah asks her if she, you know, how she says, you know, you talked about how you still have love for Johnny. Is that still true? And she's, she just like doubles down. It's like, absolutely. I still have a lot of love for this man. Like that was just like, that blew my mind. 
To me, that didn't blow my mind at all. I think that if you've ever had a star burn so, if you've ever had a flame burn so bright, I don't think, I think it's pretty hard to just blow it out completely. I just can't can't figure her out. I can't figure out what her, what her end game is. I think her end game is to somehow rehabilitate her life, which has been completely like, you know, which is in complete tatters. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think was interesting for the interview? I just thought her gaffe about when, let me, let me pull up the audio. A deaf lawyer said, called your testimony the performance of a lifetime and said you were acting. What do you say to that? Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. I mean, no one thought that Johnny Depp actually had scissors for fingers. Like Tim Burton's aesthetic is not a realist aesthetic. That was. It's not like is it a painting or is it a photograph? That was bizarre. Yeah. Also, like maybe she'd practice that line. Like maybe. Oh, of course she had. You know. Yeah. I think it it came across as like fear. Yeah. It was a canned thing that just didn't land. And just also, was really awkward. Yeah. I thought the interview itself was kind of awkward. Like there were some bad like cuts where I was like, okay, clearly this went off the rails here. Well, and I just think that she struck the exact same tone as when she was testifying. And honestly, her facial expressions, all of that stuff, it didn't seem like, oh, this is a new authentic voice for mm-hmm. Amber. She's speaking in a different way. She is, there's something we're really gaining here. I mean, if you watched six days of her on the stand, like we did, there really, it was really kind of nothing new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same indignance, same tone. Savannah just goes hard also about the pledge thing and the ACLU. Mm. Yeah. You know, one thing that apparently Savannah's husband was paid to consult with Johnny Depp or something. There's some sort of weird conflict of interest, oh, yeah. which okay. did you see that? No, but that's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying that she should not even be allowed to do the interview because there was that conflict mm. of interest. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, ready for this case to be out of our lives. Yeah. Lo Santo Amber. You know, good luck. God bless. Godspeed over this case. Okay. So I do want to talk to everyone about our Royals deep dive because mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. It's really good. Like, it's really, really it's good. Really good. It's a very, it's very really good. good deep dive. Like, that's it. Uh-huh. That's all there is to say. Yep. We are n- we are doing at least a 10-part series on the Royals on Patreon, dropping at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to say that it is not what we're doing on Patreon. It is not recapping the crown. It is not rehashing what you already know about the Royals. What I'm doing is reading this book by Tina Brown called The Palace Papers, which in parts is very boring. There's It's very dense. There's lots of history. And parts is very boring. So what I'm doing yeah. is I'm is I'm sifting out all the juicy tidbits that are that I had never heard before as someone who yeah. follows the Royals obsessively. Yeah. And I'm giving we're recapping those kind of unknown secrets. Yeah. So that is my, our plug. Highly recommend signing up for the Patreon, the $7.99 tier. That's where all the exclusive episodes are so that you can listen to that series, which I think is going to be really, really juicy. The first episode yeah. already was was really great. Yeah. Not very to good. Horns. Not to tutor on horn. Yes. It's amazing. Lauren does a very good job of summarizing and really only giving us like the most scintillating bits. So 
Thank you. Also, um, you guys, the giveaway is still going. We have not had that many entries. So it's a $500 shopping spree giveaway. So what we ask, Chandler, do you want to do the the rundown? What we ask, I will do the rundown. What we ask is that you post about our podcast on your story with a link to your favorite episode. Tag us, obviously. And we just hope that you would you know, share this podcast already because you love it. One disclaimer, though, is that you... We ask that you don't put that this is a giveaway on there because it tends to negate any, you know, credibility things can have. So just don't mention that it's a giveaway. And then, yeah, put a link to one of your favorite episodes and that you love the pod on your stories. Tag us so we can so we see it and we'll respond saying that we saw it and you're, you'll be entered into our $500 shopping spree giveaway for for June. Mm-hmm. Um My kit, my remodel is happening tomorrow. I'm really excited. New wow. counters are going Huge. in. So yeah. exciting. I'm super excited. I've just been all over the place getting this apartment put together. I had an electrician here till nine o'clock last night, but it's finally coming together. You've been putting out fires all day. (laughs) Yeah, it's finally coming. That was Chandler's reference of Sutton. It's finally coming together and I'm really excited. So, so anyway, I need to go find a black water faucet. So I've got things to do. I got to go. All right. Well, it's been fun, Chan. Love, love chatting on our podcast together and we will catch everyone next week. Bye. Yes. See you then. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.